Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Malibu, California, the body of a naked man is found in a barrel on the beach. In Florida, a daredevil sheriff's deputy stops a speeding runaway boat from crashing into beachgoers. And in Miami, an armed escape prisoner takes shoppers hostage inside a Victoria's Secret store. Right. These stories and more coming at you today, Friday, August 4th, on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino, getting What's ready for a weekend, Friday, Friday, Friday. Big weekend plans coming? I don't know that I have anything planned. I was no? Gonna, I was going to go fishing, but you know what? I think I might adult. And, you know, my little camp place up in the woods, it's when you stay there, and you're a man, you stay in there by yourself. It's like a college apartment, right? At some point, I got to clean it. I, I think <laughs> I'm going to do that. I might shoot a TikTok the, the before if I wasn't so ashamed of it, how it looks now, and then the after. It might be good. Yeah, well, I, I think the fish are probably celebrating that. You know, yeah. Few, well, my buddies, they're few, down there fishing. Few less casualties. And they're actually weekend. going offshore in the big boat that, this weekend, but I, I, I got shit to do. Well, speaking of water and fish, I have a uh, correction retraction. Ooh, oh, can I interrupt you again? Y'all, I know I interrupt you all the time. It just popped my head. Um, one of the things I'm doing this weekend is my, my father wants a new truck, and he's in his 80s. And I was going to take around to dealerships and all that, but guess what? I'm using... Room and that's the truth. That's the real honest guy truth. He was like, oh, "That's just I don't understand how that works." And I said, "Don't worry about it. We can sit in front of your computer. We don't have to leave and go anywhere. And otherwise, I, I'm, I'm driving down the road in my big truck. Every little bump, he goes, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even realize he's doing it anymore. But yeah, yeah, Vroom, thanks for sponsoring us. And yeah, it's beautiful. Really, we'll have really to get uh, they, take some they video give you there. Seven days or 250 50 miles, miles yeah. and they deliver it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I actually, I've not bought from them. I sold through yeah, them yeah. Um, when my wife changed jobs in LA and, uh, and all of a sudden had a much longer commute. Yeah. And because she did, she had to get a hybrid vehicle so she could drive in that HOV lane would save her like 20 minutes each way. Um, so I had to get rid of a car quick and get her a hybrid, and they were great. What they do also, but when you're shopping for the cars, because I was looking at the trucks last night, they tell you uh, whether it's a good deal, bad deal, how, mm-hmm. what percentage is selling for against the other ones, and all that good stuff. All right, and they're sorry. very they're highly critical of uh, of a car when they inspect it. I mean, my wife's yeah. car was I thought immaculate, and so I was you know, going for an excellent grade and they ended up giving us a very good, um, uh, because they were so tough about, uh, you know, the wear and tear on the, on the car. So they're, uh, they're very straightforward about the condition of the car. So, um, anyway, the correction retraction is really twofold. One, I incorrectly stated that this week is shark week when it was actually last week, that was shark week. And I was getting, uh, cocaine sharks at the very end of Shark Week, not the beginning, like I thought. And then on cocaine sharks specifically, um, I mean, the that show was a joke. I mean, yeah. I mean it's really yeah. them uh, trying to make something of nothing and I think maybe trying to uh, cash in on the I think they should cocaine just, bear thing they and should turn just it into something. killed but. some sharks and t- took samples of the body to see if they had cocaine in them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I 
since they weren't using real cocaine, I don't know why right. it, it even what it even proved. So right. uh, don't waste your time on that one. All right. All right, we're going to go to Arizona, and a 40-year-old man in Arizona was arrested last week after he killed his ex-girlfriend intentionally by crashing a go-kart vehicle into an all-terrain vehicle being driven by the 32-year-old woman. Mm. John Stetler was taken into custody on July 28th and charged with one count of second-degree murder per domestic violence in the slaying of Sally Menard. At 1.36 a.m. on Friday, July 28th, uh, police responded to a report regarding a vehicle collision. However, unlike most vehicle collisions, this reported crash occurred in a quad ATV in what police described as only a go-kart type vehicle. Upon arriving on the scene, first responders located Menard, who they said was the driver of the quad ATV. She suffered severe injuries from the crash and was immediately transported across the state's border with Nevada to Las Vegas Hospital for medical treatment. Unfortunately, she succumbed to her injuries shortly after arriving. Uh, detectives and investigators with the accident reconstruction team were dispatched to the scene of the collision, and they began looking into the circumstances of the crash. Investigators said they identified the other party involved in the collision as Stetler. Stetler was operating the go-kart vehicle that collided with Menard, and he was not seriously injured. Mm. Additionally, detectives learned that Menard and Stetler had been involved in a romantic relationship prior to the deadly crash. Uh, however, investigators have not revealed how they were able to determine that the crash was intentional. At the conclusion of the preliminary investigation, authorities took Stetler into custody without incident and charged him with Menard's murder. He was booked and is currently being held on a $300,000 bond. It's crazy. The, the, ATV. I, that's a very, first of all, I bet you no detective in the world has ever worked a case where a go-kart killed somebody. Uh, uh, um, but how do you prove? Uh, hey, I, I, I'm a defense attorney. I'm saying we were playing smash-up derby. Yeah. And those things are easy to lose control of. I yeah, can tell you that. I'm yeah. not saying he didn't right. intentionally do it, but there must have been There's gotta be some else. sort of evidence Probably that they have. Like you say video, right, or something. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe he threatened her. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're going to dig in all his emails and or texts or whatever the fuck, right? So very interesting. Uh, um, this one, you, you know, the people that put on the badge every day, and go out there and put their lives at risk and always say it's the greatest show on earth. You never know what you're going to get. This one, this one's kind of crazy, y'all. A Florida deputy sheriff jumped onto a runaway boat going over 40 miles an hour to stop it after his driver fell off. Now, in Louisiana, it, if you're operating a, uh, a watercraft, you have to have the kill switch attached to your mm. Supposed to. Right, supposed to, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you can get ticketed for that. That's a real deal. But it, the, because when people fall off, usually the boat goes in circles and it'll run mm. you over. Um, but so it, in this incident, which was captured on body cameras footage, showed the two deputies pulling up alongside the speeding vessel. Deputy Constant and Deputy Fernandez, both of the Marine Environmental Lands Unit, had responded to a July 30 call to assist U.S. Coast Guard with the runaway vessel. The boat was being driven by a man who fell into the water before being rescued by a good Samaritan. The Coast Guard tried to use and uh, deploy prop fallon devices. I, I didn't even have those, but I guess that makes sense. Uh, to stop the boat, but were unsuccessful. But deputies Constant and Fernandez were up to the task. The video footage shows Constance catching up to the runaway boat by matching its speed of about 41 miles an hour. And let me tell you something. 41 miles an hour on the water is like going 150 miles an hour on land. Uh, my, my big boat, uh, uh, my go-fast boat only runs like 52 at wide open. But anyway, so it's going about 41 miles an hour, and Fernandez leaping aboard the boat and immediately taking control. And yes, Deputy Fernandez does his own stunts, the sheriff's office quipped in a social media post. The deputies then tied the boat to theirs. If you don't want this to happen to you, always connect your kill switch lanyard. The sheriff's office captioned the, uh, the clip playing over 
Van Halen song jump. Now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. My honest opinion on this, unless, like you said in the opening, Jim, that it was an immediate risk of crashing the beach and killing people, although I'm pretty sure the people on the beach could see this boat coming, right? I'm not jumping on that fucker. I'm going to let it run until it runs out of gas. 41 miles an hour? There's got to be a policy procedure. I mean, you got policy procedures against shooting against moving vehicles. I, I, I bet you jump on that damn boat. No I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd say, Jim, get a, get a camera shot of this. <laughs> well, you'd have to get on it in the front because you're yeah, going right, to right, fall yeah, yeah. It's not like you're going to jump over and land like a ballerina on that motherfucker. You got to time it. it. You got to time it, right? That's right. I, I, I'd like, actually like to see this video. So, yeah, so would I. That would be super, uh, super interesting. Hey, you know what? Dude's a hero, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, it could have killed somebody. And I bet that other dude got a ticket. There ain't no doubt about it. Well, speaking of uh, stuff that is interesting, this story, and I had a feeling this was going to happen, uh, is getting a massive amount of attention. I'm going to revisit a story we first covered on. Wednesday, which is the story of the beauty queen and the football star and the uh, uh, and the uh, Bahamian uh, boyfriend. Mm. Uh, so uh, Robert Shiver, who is the former Auburn football player uh, and the dad, has yet to tell his three sons about his mother's arrest, even as Lindsay uh, has just made bail. And so uh, this thing is getting tons of coverage everywhere. I think we're going to we're going to see a Netflix series uh, before long. And and here's kind of why, you know, the news loves uh, opportunities like this where you have a beauty queen and a football star. Seemingly, they have the perfect life, the big house or houses, the beautiful uh, kids. There's, uh, you know, there's the three cute boys, the golden retriever. I mean, the just perfect, you know, family picture and, uh, and watching it all fall apart over infidelity. And it's even juicier when that infidelity is a mom who, uh, who cheats rather than the husband and, uh, and involves a hot bohemian lover. And so nothing sells uh, like sex. This, and murder, this yeah. thing is, this thing is, uh, is on uh, is on fire, and so uh, Lindsay Shiver, thirty six, was arrested uh, last Friday on suspicion of plotting to kill her husband with her boyfriend, that Terrence Bethel, the uh, Bahamian boyfriend, and the hitman was involved as well and arrested. She alleged uh, 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 Shiver's alleged plot was uncovered by cops when they came across uh, the WhatsApp messages. Uh, that were uh, on a phone that was involved in a robbery. Um, what we didn't know the other day is the extent to which the Shivers had already been in a custody battle. So it was said that they were getting divorced, that they were seeing uh, counseling, but apparently they've been in the midst of a pretty, uh, a pretty nasty custody battle as well as uh, divorce. There are some serious assets involved here. That house in Thomasville, Georgia, is estimated at two and a half million dollars in value. It's eight thousand square mm. feet. It's a big house, not, um, not a quarter size of yours, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and another house in the Bahamas, which uh, those are not cheap. Uh, when um, uh, when Robert found out about the affair, he filed for the divorce. So he filed. Uh, initially, and it wasn't that uh, she found her Bahamian boyfriend after the couple had decided to divorce. The infidelity was the central uh, reason for uh, for the divorce. And so uh, uh, Lindsay tried the other day to uh, get emergency bail and get released on Friday. She was denied that, uh, but she was granted on uh, Monday, a hundred thousand dollar bail. She was ordered to wear an ankle monitor, and she cannot leave uh, the Bahamas. While her lover Terrence and uh, the alleged hitman Farron Newbold uh, were given twenty thousand uh, uh, dollars bail and a curfew. 
Shiver came out and shared that he hasn't yet told his three sons, all of whom are under the age of 12. Uh, he's going to have to, he said, and said he would do it in the next day or so. So they may have been by, uh, by this morning uh, brought into things, but the boys did not know the story uh, when, uh, when we recorded this here. Um, and so uh, this one's going to get pretty interesting. Hey. And I don't know how you handle that sit down. What do you say to your three sons when you sit down with them uh, to explain what's going on? No idea on that one, but I, I'm pretty sure if I want to be placed on house arrest with an ankle, ankle bracelet, I, I want it to be in my multi-million dollar home in the Bahamas. At least you have a good view. Hopefully, no doubt. Yeah, I don't think she's suffering in the uh, in the meantime. Another interesting thing is you cannot find anywhere a picture of this Bahamian lover. He's not there. So his socials have been shut down. None of the uh, nobody covering this. None of the tabloids. Nobody has a picture of this guy. So anybody, if anybody has uh, has seen one, please uh, uh, please post on. uh, on the Facebook page, so we can get uh, we can get a look at this guy because uh, have not been able to find him anywhere. All right, the body of a naked man was found inside a barrel in Malibu, California, on Monday, and homicide detectives are investigating the circumstances around the death. The barrel was first spotted over the weekend, but it wasn't opened until Monday morning. Lieutenant Hugo Renaga of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Homicide uh, Department said at a news conference that a maintenance worker from a state park saw the black 55-gallon plastic drum floating in the Malibu Lagoon Sunday afternoon and brought it in with a kayak. Apparently, it was too heavy and they didn't want to open it, so they just left it on the shore, Renega said. Shortly after 10 a.m. Monday, a lifeguard at Malibu Lagoon State Beach noticed the same barrel in the back of the lagoon, swam out, and brought it ashore, opened it, and saw the body. I bet they smelled it before they saw it. Yeah, it wasn't clear where the barrel originated. At about 8 p.m., there's a high tide here, and there's a possibility that the container could have come in from the ocean and then got stuck in the lagoon, but we don't know that from Renega. There was no immediate word on the age of the man or how long the body had been in the drum. However, from what I did see, it didn't look to me like it was decomposed or it had been there for long. He followed up with in that news conference so that barrel could have floated it from came from, from europe that's right it could have came from mike come you're the european reporter how come you don't know about this how come i don't know about the story i know about the story oh well um what i uh uh what i was curious about is aren't those things supposed to sink okay so that's that's you could put cement shoes on somebody and drop them in the water when that body swells they're going to rip it'll rip the feet off so inside the barrel the gases are going to come as the body decomposes i don't care how heavy it is it's uh, obviously that thousand pounds and the sealed it wouldn't but the gases are going to uh, make it blow up make it like a cork and they're buoyant they're yeah. shaped in such a way it's yeah. kind of like a buoy in the ocean right but then yeah and they get that got the gas is on it. It's like filling up a balloon with helium, and it's going to the top. So is that more of an amateur committing the crime? Because a pro, a pro would know, know to do something that would I mean, keep it submerged. Why can't they be like all all our other crime stories and cut them up in a bunch of pieces? That's what I would have done, and throw them out. I drove through the ocean. I mean, I drove for a day, threw out a piece here, threw out a piece there. Let the oh, I, if we were in South Louisiana. They, they we don't, just, we they just don't, take them to murder. They, they don't get much crime over there in Malibu. Maybe a little bit of drug yeah. stuff every now and then, but well, not, not a lot of that kind of thing. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well. Have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. 
It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash RLRC. R-C. There you go. Let me take you to the next one. Oh, God, y'all. All right. This is a tough one. Um, when given the opportunity, Landon Maloberti would belt out his favorite country songs. He loved to play with monster trucks and had an affinity for pickles. The five-year-old was allegedly beaten to death earlier this year by his adoptive parents and what one of Landon's doctors later told police was diagnostic of torture. Investigators say the boy's brain was obliterated and shifted within his, within his skull by repeated beatings. The beatings caused substantial pain at the time they were inflicted and were so severe toward the end of his life, Landon could not eat, drink, or stand. Both adoptive parents, Lauren and Jacob, Malaberti are charged with criminal homicide, endangering the welfare of children, two counts of assault of a child, and criminal conspiracy, according to the Westmoreland County Police. Lauren Malaberti is additionally charged with first-degree murder. The couple have been under investigation for severe child abuse since January and were arrested on Thursday. In the 25 years I've been working for the department, Delmont Police Department, we have never faced an incident like this, Delmont Police Chief T.J. Chloe Bucar said in a statement. The Malabertis are being held in the Westmoreland County Prison without bail. Um, in a law enforcement interview with one of Landon's siblings, the sibling said Landon was routinely spanked by his parents with an open hand or wooden spoon because Landon does not learn his lesson, the brother told police, adding that their mother allegedly gets more angry as she beats Landon. Sometimes the parents use a spray bottle to spray liquid on the child, the sibling alleged authorities. The couple often repeatedly expressed their disdain towards Landon in text messages about the five-year-old. Laura Malaberti said she was going to kill him. 
in conversations with former coworkers, she used the word hate to describe her feelings toward the five-year-old. Even though Landon was exhibiting signs of illness in late January, losing consciousness and throwing up, Lauren allegedly waited an entire day before taking him to the hospital. Before heading to the hospital January 30th, Landon's parents washed off the vomit from his unconscious body, according to the complaints. In front of hospital staff that day, Lauren worried aloud that she would be blamed for her son's injuries and blamed his condition on repeated falling due to COVID. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Investigators observed the numerous bruises covering Landon's body, including one in the shape of fingers grabbing Landon by the armpit. They also noted significant severe bruising all over his body and a cut by his left eye. The next day, Brandon had no brain activity. Landon succumbed to his injuries in the hospital on February 7th, about a week after his mother brought him there. Autopsy and medical examiner reports note that Landon died by homicide caused by blunt force trauma to the head, torsos, and extremities. And makes me want to throw up. Five God. years old. Yeah. And five years old. these are, it's not foster, these are adopted right. uh, parents who have other right. kids they've adopted. That's right. And, and, I mean, so maybe they're doing it for the check. I don't know. Uh, I I just, I may lost words for that one. I I, you know, it's real life, real crime. I don't know how the story like this isn't isn't number one in the world because it's that horrible. I, and people say, "Oh, I'm a true crime fan." That's I, until they hear shit like that, then they're repulsed, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Murder by you. You you know you wonder what? how the system works where there. Uh, where did I say it was? Westmoreland County. Oh, yeah, the fucking death, uh, death penalty. Westmoreland County. It didn't say. Didn't say state. state uh, no, Westmoreland County is. That's crazy. But but uh, how does how does a woman like that get awarded uh, a well, child and a doc? I mean, you know. But again, if there are other kids that seemingly have normal lives there, I mean, that's just so screwed up. It's crazy. What's our favorite county in Florida? It's in California, by the way. Where they got to say, at least I know they have the death penalty. Yeah. What's our favorite uh, the county? The one, one with the golf carts that became, they redeemed themselves when they had a SWAT team, uh, some dude on the roof, and then a naked chick drove through on a golf cart. But they had a SWAT team. Pinellas County. Pinellas. Pinellas yeah. County. We've given, yeah. we've given Pinellas County a, uh, a hard time, and we've probably been unfair to them, but um, uh, you might even say we've depicted – their law enforcement is being soft. No, I gave some them, of these. I corrected on that when they did that SWAT team and shot the dude with beanbag gun and all that. Can't remember that one. I remember that we we covered the souped up golf cart races mm-hmm. in the retirement village, mm-hmm. and uh, we also had the guy who uh, whose pool guy showed up after mm-hmm. dark and shot at him. Uh, through the through the screen door, but um, uh, hoping that uh, that this story today clears up any confusion and paints Pinellas County officers in the proper light. Okay, right. uh, in Pinellas County, in the city of Saint Petersburg, two Saint Pete mounted police officers are alleging that a man named Alicia Lalani, age twenty seven, walked up to them. And slapped each of their horses on the ass oh, while they were on duty. Wrong answer. I saw that. Dan Moe, attorney brother, punched that horse on Bourbon Street, and he didn't get out for like a week. The officers reacted quickly and were able to detain the man. A bystander who did not wish to be identified commented, quote, In a situation like that, there's no time to think. Instincts take over. Those officers reacted with speed and urgency to quickly subdue the punk. According to the arrest report, the horses were wearing police insignia and flashing blue lights when Lalani assaulted them. Police said Lalani told them he didn't know he was not allowed to hit horses. <laughs> Lalani was arrested and now faces a possible lengthy sentence for battery of a police horse. Oh my God. After finding this story, which I swear to you is true, I really needed to get a better handle on the actual situation with crime in Pinellas. In other words, 
Is it just as real life, real crime daily and the stories we're finding? Is it just us or is there a much different crime profile for Pinellas than other counties? So I wanted to take a quick look at the state of Florida and violent crime by county. And so this is the most recent data, which is from 2022. Florida as a whole had 80,000 violent crimes uh, and they've got a population of 22 million across the state. So uh, a crime rate of 367 per 100,000. So 367 violent crimes per 100,000. So of the large counties in the state, the worst violent crime rates were in Alucha County, which is Gainesville, Hmm. Duval County, which is Jacksonville, and Leon County, which is Tallahassee. Each of those have violent crime rates over 600 per 100,000. The lowest crime rates were in St. John's, which is where St. Augustine is, and Hillsborough, which is Tampa. Each of those have uh, violent crime rates that are in the 200 per per 100,000 range. And Pinellas ranks actually right in the middle of the state's average um, it's got a population of almost a million, 990,000. They've had 3,627 violent crimes. And so 366 violent crimes per 100,000. So we can officially declare Pinellas's, uh, Pinellas County's finest not too soft and not too hard. They're getting uh, about the average amount of violent crime. We just seem to end up with these stories where yeah. it's golf carts or it's a well, guy shooting at a pool guy this or is the only somebody one, slapping a horse. This is the only one besides the pool guy that didn't involve a golf cart, but uh, I'm remembering now but it was actually a kinky um, crime section mm-hmm. when they had the guy on a roof and I think he shot at somebody or whatever and he wouldn't come off his hostage situation this girl unrelated was butt naked on her golf cart. She drove through the perimeter and, right. and got arrested. So, uh, but they shot that old boy with the beanbag shotgun and took him to custody. But it surprised me that they had a SWAT team or a SRT team, but, but it's yeah. almost a million population there. So yeah, that's it's, a, it's, that's a it's pretty a big, fair size. Yeah, St. Petersburg. Yep. All right. A man in Missouri was uh, charged after attacking people with a machete, a pickaxe, and a pitchfork. And damn, how many how many weapons can you carry at one time? <laughs> well, uh, you know, this was actually two separate occasions. Oh, I was gonna say, shit. This man yeah, was three a, arms. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the man was arrested after being accused of littering. Littering of all things. In addition to all that, yeah. they're gonna throw yeah, a littering throw ticket <laughs> on him. I, th- I thought that was hilarious when I read it. Uh, littering and attacking people with various hand tools, including a hand axe and a pitchfork. Uh, He's actually charged with three felony counts of unlawful use of a weapon, a felony count of armed criminal action, a misdemeanor of fourth-degree assault. I don't know what fourth-degree assault would pertain to. It's really like the VR battery is is their assault, so something... So Some yeah, easy type of hitting. Yeah, and don't touch. forget that misdemeanor count of littering. And they should. <laughs> that's a that's crazy with those felony counts that they they even put that on there. But the Springfield Police Department officers were called twice on Monday. The first call was for an incident, and it occurred around seven o'clock to seven thirty that evening. Uh, officers responded to a scene where someone said Campbell struck them with a shovel. Campbell was throwing things into the street, and the victim walked over to break it up and clean the trash out of the street. Uh, Two people stopped to check on them, but Campbell allegedly threatened them and started throwing items at them. When the victim tried to walk away, and uh, he just started throwing more items, Uh, he struck the victim with a shovel. They began to wrestle, and Campbell punched him in the head, the Mm. victim. Another person said she witnessed Campbell throw a box of trail mix into the road. That must be where the the littering comes into play. Uh, Retrieve a pickaxe and unsuccessfully swing it at the victim. He then appeared to uh, prepare to throw the pickaxe. Another witness said they saw Campbell throwing the items and that at one point he had a machete, a pitchfork, and a shovel. Mm. Now, the second incident, it occurs around what, 926. I'm, I'm probably cutting in and getting ahead. So, evidently, he wasn't there when the cops were Correct. the first time. Yeah, he, he had already, he had my, already my cut it out. My number one rule was, I'm not coming back a second time. Right. So, uh, he must have been hiding in the bushes or something. Well, he, he came back about 930 that evening, 
And a victim said he was helping his friend grab a few things for the night so that the friend could stay with him after the fight with Campbell earlier that day. He's trying to commit murder. Yeah. While the victim and the witness waited outside, Campbell began to yell slurs at them and left his porch waving a metal item in a threatening manner. Mm. The victim attempted to restrain Campbell, and, of course, a fight broke out. Police arrived. They convinced Campbell to leave his home through the PA system. Campbell was bleeding from the head, an injury he said he got after falling from the porch stairs. An officer found Mm -hmm. a black and red metal bar in the yard with the victim, and witnesses identified the object as one of the objects Campbell threatened them with. He was arrested without further incident. We'll post a picture oh, of Campbell I, I get on uh, on Facebook. Uh, he's he's an he's a <sighs> an interesting cat to say the least. Uh, so we're definitely wow. going to post this guy's picture. He's uh, he's giving alien. But the pitchfork makes uh, the pitchfork makes a lot of sense in Campbell's case. Right. Let's just say that. So, yeah. so y'all so make hey, sure you hey, check out so Facebook. Tell me this again, real quick, because um, I'm shooting a TikTok. But for the listeners, this guy's name was Campbell, and he was arrested for. He was arrested for he, assault he had, with he a, had, pitchfork, he had a pitchfork, pickaxe, a, a machete, and a, and a pickaxe, pickaxe, and a hand axe, too. and littering, and, and checks mix, and throwing and trail, mix. Mix. trail mix. Y'all, uh, I, you got to just. No, the only thing he's missing, maybe it would have been his next surgery, is the antenna that the alien guy had. Yeah, or the, and the teeth. And the teeth, you know. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy had the this thing screwed into the skull. Nice of him to do the bow tie. The bow tie is a classy thing. Yeah, that's with, uh, uh, that's that's classy. Uh, with all the other stuff, he's got freaky, a- freaky, freaky. And uh, <laughs> hey, uh, on the littering charge, one time I had a, um, I was trying to stop a guy and in way up in the country in the middle of the night, and he did a slow-speed pursuit, and he kept throwing shit out of the window, and I could smell the ammonia, so it was a roll of meth lab. And finally, I every time he threw something out of the window, I'd call my mom marker because I wasn't calling in the pursuit anyway. And I charged him with like 137 counts of oh lit, littering on top of the meth lab. And we had to use the K-9 to get him out of the truck after we deployed spike strips. But this dude, yeah, he's going might be a dumb criminal. He looks like a lot of good trouble. Good story. Good story. All right. So take you to a place that guy's probably never been. Um, a man who escaped from a New Hampshire prison. Oh, here we go. I go, this should be you. Some, it's got an escape story. Made his way all the way down to, not the Waffle House, but to Miami Beach and took hostages at knife point in a Victoria's Secret store before he was shot and killed by a police officer. Daring Young, 29, made a break from his transitional housing unit in the minimum security New Hampshire Department of Corrections in the early morning hours of July 21. Six days later, at around 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, police were called to the lingerie chains Miami Beach location nearly 1,500 miles away for a disturbance. Officers arrived and video showed them going door to door to evacuate various stores in the area. Eventually, they came upon a man, now confirmed to be young, threatening two people in a store with a knife when an officer opened fire and shot him. Young was pronounced dead at the hospital. Again, he was probably dead at the scene. They always do that. Uh, But he was initially jailed on charges of receiving stolen property, property, burglary, falsifying evidence, and controlling and controlled drug acts. Young was eligible for parole as early as July 31, 10 days after he made a break for it, and three days after he was fatally shot. The latest Young, but, uh, yeah, the latest Young would have been released from prison for his convictions was January 31, 2028. 20, that's, uh, that's crazy, right? Yeah. So he had a parole hearing coming up in yeah. literally. It, you, you would believe, you wouldn't believe it, but I've had cases like that. that uh, the, where that one guy sticks in my mind, this dude was getting out in like six days and he escaped. And I think maybe he was institutionalized. You know, he ended up, he ended up hanging himself in a cell by the way. Uh, and th- this guy gets all the way from New Hampshire down to Miami yeah. and decides he has to go into a Victoria's secret to and, and brandish a knife. It's <laughs> a so, hell or jail. Bye-bye. Yep. Well, he's bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
no uh, no jail. He's he's toast, right? Well, he might be. Yeah, definitely no jail. Body bag. Let's go to Midtown Manhattan. All right. My old stomping grounds. This is a, it's a crazy story because I just, it's something you never see there. I never saw it in all my time there. Ten people were uh, were injured after being hit by a car in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, this is, uh, this happened on Tuesday at the intersection of Lexington Avenue and 42nd Street around 5.30 in the afternoon. If you know New York City, you know that the intersection of Lex and 42nd Street is one of the main entrances to Grand Central Station. And at 5.30 in the afternoon at Grand Central Station, it is a mob scene of people running for uh, for their train. So this is about as busy an intersection in New York at that time of day as you can imagine. So... Uh, supposedly, police were attempting to perform a traffic stop while a male, uh, with a male driver when he reportedly tried to escape and flee the scene. I'll address the supposedly part uh, as, we, as we go through this. So, although some of the individuals involved in the car crash were hurt and transported to, uh, to Bellevue Hospital, authorities later said that none of the injuries were life-threatening. Uh, during a press conference held hours after the report, uh, the NYPD shared details regarding the chaotic traffic stop. According to a deputy chief, the pursuit began when officers responded to a sighting of a vehicle that had been reported stolen in the Bronx on July 31st. Weren't they used as cameras? They were able to confirm the match by using license plate readers. Mm-hmm. There you go. Police turned on their lights, but due to traffic in the area, they moved in at a slow speed to close in on the suspect. I mean, they wouldn't, they would have no other choice but to move in at a slow speed. Initially, the driver began to pull over, but then fled. A biker in a yellow cab were struck by this, it's a 2018 Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai Tucson that he had stolen with uh, Illinois plates on it. Um, so the uh, a biker and a yellow cab uh, collide with this Hyundai uh, Tucson. A spokesperson for the department confirmed that the most severe injury happened to uh, a young lady who sustained an, an ankle fracture from that collision. Some of the injured victims were children as young as five and seven. Two people were in the car when it collided with the taxi and came to a stop. This is just a block down the street, so closer to 3rd Avenue than than Lexington. And here's where New Yorkers do what New Yorkers do. Several citizens grab the driver because the cop was nowhere near them when this collision occurs. So the citizens go in and they grab the driver and they hold the driver until officers are able to get down to them and uh, and get the situation under control. I'm wondering if they got any licks in. <laughs> Looked at some video, didn't see uh, more just tackle and hold, but um, the department later revealed that the driver was a 20-year-old male. So, like I said, I've been at this exact spot know, hundreds of times around the same time of day, and even in, like, post-COVID now, where a lot of people were working virtually, it's still wall-to-wall people on these sidewalks. I mean, you're six or eight deep on the sidewalk. So, I mean, this could have been, I mean, this could have been a huge right. uh, tragedy there. And I'm, you know, I'm shocked that uh, that in New York City, where you have, you know, these uh, these policies now where, you know, they're more or less letting people uh uh, rob retail estab- establishments and and the uh, you know the police are taking a a pretty laissez faire approach to uh, to enforcement that they would that they would make such an aggressive move in that kind of location at that time of day it just seems really weird and uh, luckily nobody died but you're you got ten people injured I think the city's the police department is going to see a bunch of lawsuits coming from that because I don't know why they couldn't have waited and just kept tracking this vehicle and taking it down mm. in a different, a, a different see, location at a different time. They may see lawsuits, but that's their job. Uh, I mean, how, 
how do you know that you know they're not going to kill somebody if you're just following or whatever but so i mean they're going to do what they're trained to do well but that's like one of those you know where you stop pursuing in a car chase because of 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 fear of of the public getting hurt i mean this is people like sardines on the sidewalks and they're getting involved in i don't know Uh, that's a yeah, you don't see that in 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 New York City. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. If you yeah. wear the badge nowadays, it seems like that, uh... our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs, so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Crimes. For Friday, flight attendants changed a man's seat on a Delta Airlines flight upon learning he groped a 15-year-old traveler sitting next to him. Jack Allen Robinson, 69, of Andrews, North Carolina, was arrested after the plane arrived at Seattle-Tacoma International Airport from Atlanta. Robertson is accused of placing his hand on the teenager's thigh, then moving the hand under her skirt. Uh-oh. Now he's facing a charge of abusive sexual contact on an aircraft. When the 15-year-old boarded the flight to Seattle with her aunt, they found Robertson sitting in the wrong seat, an aisle seat. Uh-huh. After Robinson moved to his correct seat, a window seat, the 15-year-old sat next to him in the middle. Shortly after the plane took off, the 15-year-old picked up Robinson's headphones after he dropped them. In response, he said, thank you. I don't know what I'd do without you. Uh-huh. Sometime afterward, the teenager felt him touch her thigh, which she thought was accidental because he appeared to be asleep. Uh-huh. Then he slowly moved his hands up her thigh and under her skirt. Act like he's sleeping. The teenager then alerted her aunt, who switched seats with her before notifying the flight crew about the touching, resulting in him getting a new seat. In an interview uh, with federal investigators after the flight landed, of course, they reported that as right. soon as it hit the ground. Uh, Robinson said he had eight alcoholic beverages prior to boarding the flight to Seattle and drank two double vodka tonics on the flight. Yeah. He told investigators he patted the 15-year-old's thigh while thanking her for retrieving his headphones before he reportedly fell asleep. Now, they didn't buy that story, of course. Yeah. And he was charged, and if convicted of that charge of abusive sexual contact on an aircraft, uh, which obviously the fact they had that charge means it happens more often than people may think, Robinson could be sentenced up to two years in prison and fined $250,000. And Delta, in a statement, said they had zero tolerance for criminal activity of any type on their flights and at airports. As such, we work with requisite authorities when passengers engage in such activity to ensure they are prosecuted that's to the fullest extent of the law. So that's crazy. You know, I just, yeah, it's groping on airplanes. Man. I just had a. Uh, what I think is a genius idea. We can start our own company because mm-hmm. you already said we're on video all day, all, every day. All day, every day. What we need to sell video 
equipment to the airlines to just video the flights inside yeah. the cabin. That How way, hard would that they, be? All, all, all this shit goes down. There wouldn't be allegedly. Yeah. On video. That's right. There's no alleged then. So right. good idea, Woody. Yeah. It, it uh, we'll call it RRC Daily. <laughs> bust your ass. <laughs> Cameras. So the guy had no the idea. Eye in the sky. The yeah. guy had no idea the whole flight that he had been busted. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the they, they made him move seats. And the ant moved over and then they made him move seats. But his fence was that, was, that a whole thing. Oh, uh, I'm, yeah, I, I touched asleep. here, I but, drunk. but I was asleep. asleep, you know. I'm just rubbing. That's pretty sharp and brave yeah. by the 15-year-old to, yeah. to do that and then uh, uh, him not be the wiser for it. So Yeah, well, there's your mile high. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Uh-oh. Yeah. I know what that sound is. Woody? Yes, it is kinky crimes for Friday. No bugs yep. in shoes. No, 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 no. Okay. That was a good story. Though. This one, y'all, is like so outside the box compared to our normal kinky crimes. But listen to it. I, the, this it's kind of bizarre. Um, a Utah woman. I mean, you know, I don't normally read that headlines i'm gonna read this one utah woman charged with lewdness after being topless in her own home so a utah woman has been charged with lewdness in her own home after her stepchildren walked into the room and saw her bare chest attorneys for the american civil liberties union of utah argue this week that the statute under which tilly buchanan 27 was charged as unconstitutional and they have asked the judge to drop the charges against her and change the state law well the judge can't change state law but buchanan and her husband had been installing drywall in the garage and had taken off their shirts that were itchy from the fibers you have a drywall yes oh my god that's the worst shit yeah and And i get it yeah i do too (laughs) When her stepchildren aged 9, 10, and 13, so three of them, y'all, walked in, she explained she considers herself a feminist and wants to make a point that everybody should be fine with walking around their house or elsewhere with skin showing. Hey, I agree with that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I got I mean, no problem with that. You know, I get it. I'm right? with you. I mean, but the state didn't. Be free. Right? right? The state <laughs> Had char had charged Buchanan with three charges of lewdness and violence uh, a child. They're class A misdemeanors, y'all. But though though her husband was similarly clad, he was not charged with a crime. His titties were showing. His titties were showing. Right. Yeah, nobody and, complained and, about and that. The state's lewdness statute criminalized exposure of the female breast below the top of the areola in the presence of a child in a private place under circumstances the person should. No will likely cause a front or harm, and and if, if convicted, she she's got to re, uh, register a sex offender. That's crazy, and and and, and uh, for ten years, crazy. I don't, like, so let me tell you something. But that's Utah. If now, right, right, right. Well, but if I'm in my wife, well, if I'm in 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 the garage in my home with my significant other and. We're topless and we're working on drywall, and the kids walk in. How the fuck does that get report to begin with? Right. Secondly, uh, uh, I would have put Vaseline on, you know, Vaseline on the titties. No, no, no. Oh, still have to use Vaseline to have sex. Well, but here's the interesting thing. Wait, before you go on, yeah, that's this is why I said that because if you're doing drywall or you're painting or anything like that, and you put Vaseline on your face, yeah. You can wipe it straight off. It doesn't stick to your really? skin. Really? Yep. I was talking about using Vaseline to have sex. and, and Well, you can use it for that, that not, too. Not because Aga's brain's already thinking dirty, because they, for the act of penetration, it's put it on the doorknob to keep the kids from coming in. <laughs> Interrupted. <laughs> but the, but, you, but you honestly, know, they, right? they, they got a totally <laughs> re- legit couple, reason for that. A couple of things here. Okay, so first of all, her stepkids, so they're his kids. So what kind of control, dad, do you have of your kids if your kids if are allowed to file a claim against right. not, your, your, your nine wife? At 9 and 10 and 13, they right. should have been doing the okay. drywall. That, that's one. Yeah. Two, 
this is a place that allows you to have multiple wives. Yeah, well, but you not can't have really. But yeah, no, yeah, I know they do. I know they do. No doubt about it. Yeah. Three, I, I bet. There's an angry ex-wife involved. Oh, in oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I didn't an think angry ex-wife it's be who's taking the, the three kids. The 13-year-old Holly Wins said, hey, Mom, I saw a that slut. I saw your, my first That <laughs> slut your father, Mary, did that to you? I bet you every man in this room can remember the first time he saw a nipple. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. Phoebe Cates. <laughs> Phoebe Cates. Whoever it was, was whoever it was, I bet you you can remember it. So. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Right. <laughs> on, uh, on the diving board, right? But that wasn't my first one. But the, uh, anyway. that's, that's nuts, though, that, that uh, I mean, really follows a sex offender over, the, over that. They, these kids no accidentally walk through. And you're inside your own garage with your working. husband. Hey, working. It's crazy. That's no, what it. happened in that scenario is some one of them kids went and told like an ex wife yeah, or 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 a, a church member or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, my I, mom didn't have no shirt saw, on in the house, and then she nipple. became a Karen okay, and right. she reported. Or I didn't know women had hair on their nipples. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Who knows? Well, how would hey, you go? Know, what you only one crimes. way to follow that up with, with some, some banjo. Definitely. Kinky crimes. All the time. It's a good one, boy. Different, right? Now, banjo time. <laughs> Still trying to get over that one, Woody. That's crazy. Um, this one goes back a little bit, but I stumbled upon it, and uh, we've never done it. So hopefully you've never heard this, but... The Granite Shoals Police Department in Texas issued a very important warning to citizens on its Facebook page. The post warned citizens about potential Ebola contamination in heroin and meth that had been distributed in Central Texas. It told citizens, if you have recently purchased meth or heroin, Please bring it to your local police or sheriff's department so it can be screened with a special device. Do not use your drugs until they have been thoroughly screened for possible Ebola contamination. That's funny. Chastity Hobson is a concerned citizen, and so she did her duty by bringing her recently purchased heroin in for an examination. (laughs) Hobson never found out about any Ebola contamination as she was promptly arrested and held on $5,000 bond That's because funny. she's a dummy. Hey, wait, 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 real quick before you hit it. You ever see like in New York City or Los Angeles or Vegas, um, they have these criminals that the cops can never catch. They have warrants for them. It may, may not necessarily murder, just bullshit. But the, uh, and the, so they send them. They make this fake company where you've won this award, come to the banquet mm. and collect your shit, and all these assholes show up to collect their free cruise or whatever it is, mm. and, and they're, they're waiting to arrest them. And it's this, <laughs> you this, got some unclaimed property. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they show up at this big banquet hall and for their dinner. And yeah. whatever. Well, Chastity was, was just trying to make sure she didn't inject one. herself with the Ebola virus. Good one on the, uh, for the, the whatever Shoals Police Department. Don't All right, that makes me segue to WTF. What the fuck? Yep, WTF. Police arrested a 26-year-old man from California this week for allegedly breaking into condominiums in Nevada and fondling women's feet while they were sleeping. Oh, my God, here we go. Got another one. Between July 1st and 3rd in the early morning hours, this man entered two resort condominiums in Nevada through unlocked screen doors, positioned himself at the foot of the bed, and rubbed two women's feet. Both both women uh, woke up to the stranger in the bed, confronted the man, and he fled the scene. The sheriff's office and investigators uses what they called forensic techniques to identify Mark Gonzalez as a suspect. So they arrest Gonzalez at his home on two counts of burglary and two counts of battery. Now, the investigators discovered Gonzalez had committed a series of crimes in California, including the 
theft of women's shoes, trespassing, and sexual self-gratification during some of these instances. Uh, He he left his juice on his shoes. Yeah. (laughs) His love juice. His love juice. The sheriff's office noted that Gonzalez's crimes were escalating in nature, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes me say WTF is up with these foot fetishes lately, and and would he, had he not been caught, you think that would have escalated into some sort of rape at some point? They do it until the mass, it's all about masturbation, and they do it until that that fantasy and the masturbation doesn't satisfy the fantasy anymore, so they they escalate, and that's a fact. It's proven time and time again. Yeah, so had he he continued to get away with that. uh, He would have moved on to, to feet in the, or I don't know how you say it, feet in the shoes and and nutted on them and he got arrested for that or whatever, but just absolutely dumb, dumb. dumb. Yeah, waking up to a man rubbing your feet. WTF. Rubbing it with his pecker. His pecker. Hey, y'all want to talk about something real quick. It's important. I want all you lifers to listen to me. And I get messages every single day about the original real life, real crime, which started all this. Right. And they're like, well, I got one last night. Lady said, you don't do uh, um, real life, real crime anymore. Why don't you do your own show where you tell your own stories? And I get them every day. And I'm like, I do. And you must not be listening or you must not be subscribed because you would get the alert. So I want all lifers to know on every Tuesday, I'm dropping an original real life, real crime story that started every all Tuesday. this. Every Tuesday, it goes out like clockwork. Real life, real crime daily is on Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Bloody Angola's is on Thursday also, but the the original real life real crimes on Tuesday. Now, real quick about this episode that I'm doing now. It's called Death Penalty, and it's Death Penalty Phase One, Two, and Three have been released thus far. Y'all, it I'm doing something different, and I'm reading directly from the courtroom transcripts, and it's in the death penalty phase. Now, this guy uh, has already been convicted for breaking in with this this lady to this World War II vet's home. A guy couldn't even hear. You know, huge patriot, great grandfather, grandfather, father, and that they were going to just rob him, and they choked him. Uh, the guy choked him to death. He said, "I wrung his neck like a chicken." Right, and then they took his body out and they cut him up and dismembered him, and threw him a bunch of different places. So I start this case out where the, the he's already been found guilty for the murder, of Mr. Martin. Right, mm-hmm. but the problem is. After they arrested him, he confessed to another murder uh, many years before of this sing- single mom. Uh, um, and he confessed that he also, after he he wrung her neck like a chicken, and he made love to her in all these different ways after she was dead, and then he cut her up and all this stuff. But the these, I'm doing it off the transcript so you because there's a lot of conjectures it's been on polizon it's been the cosmopolitan magazine everything the story has i have the entire case file and i said so to take off any uh outside things what are people are thinking i want you to hear exactly what said everything from the ejections to how i'm building up to this confession now in the martin's murder trial, they weren't allowed to use his confession about this other murder because they could never find the body or pieces of the body because it had been so many years later. But go, y'all go check it out. Listen to it. It's different, but I'm telling you, I'm warning you right now, the episode that drops this week gets into his confession and all the things that he said he did, et cetera. And when, we get, when I get done with it, I'm going to have the family and we're going to do a call to action, and it's a long shot, but hopefully uh, uh, we can help bring uh, bring Christy home uh, uh, or at least a piece over so they can bear it. And that's it. I, I'll, I'll high horse. I just want to say that original real life real crime is on Tuesdays. 
Um, and they drop right at midnight, folks. Right. So either I, all you got just subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, if or if daily, you you'll get an alert, right? Or, uh, or just put up. it in your calendar. And but and I, I appreciate y'all loving it. Find it. Uh, still loving uh, um, the original so much that you're asking about it after six years, right? Amen. So, anyway, I love all y'all. Look, ourrescue.org dot org yes. if you want to yes. help uh, uh, put an end to human, human trafficking. trafficking. It's a good place to start. You can get all the information you need. They have events uh, that they list on there and also ways in which if if you'd like to help, even if it's just spreading awareness. Right. So uh, very worthy. Shout out to ourrescue.org. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Everson. I'm Mike Agavina. For your host of Real Life Required Daily, peace. Peace. Jessica Tinsley Anderson. (laughs) Love Jessica. Actually, that's. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.